The Sunday Baroque podcast is made possible by WSHU and the Friends of Sunday Baroque. You can find out more about the Friends of Sunday Baroque and find out how to become one yourself by visiting our website, sundaybaroque.org, under the Contact tab. Krishna Sol Jimenez is an expert in historical plucked instruments such as lute and Baroque guitar. His early musical studies began in Mexico and continued in Spain and Switzerland with some of the world's most respected teachers and musicians. He has performed as a soloist and with ensembles in Europe, Canada, the U.S., Japan, and Mexico. And he has recorded on the Sabionari guitar, crafted in 1679 by Antonio Stradivari. Krishna Sol Jimenez joins me from his home in Switzerland via Zoom to talk about his life in music. Hello. Hello. Hello, Susan. Thank you for the invitation. Oh, thank you for joining me. I'd like to just start with something I'm asking everyone I interview in these challenging times. How have you been doing during the pandemic? Well, um, I have to say in a kind of way, I'm lucky because I'm earning actually my money by teaching and I was always able to do that mm -hmm. so from the financial side I was covered mm -hmm. it was a big issue mm -hmm. um in the other hand of course the concerts I have they have been cancelled um well you know how it is you uh, are looking to do these concerts and you practice for these concerts and and then just doesn't happen and then it's kind of um, strange weird sad but it have had to compare myself with other musicians who are freelance and they are really counting on this money then well i have to say i'm lucky yeah that's the one thing i think the um, the big challenge as a society is to deal with that is um, not just the opportunity we lost during this pandemic, but also how we go further with it. Yeah? And it's uh, still an open question to everybody. Yeah. 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 When did you start learning music? Were, were you a guitarist when you first started on music? Was that your first instrument? And, you know, how old were you? Or who was your teacher when you started music? Yeah, I started, um, I was nine years old, mm -hmm. and I started first with a mandolin, oh. like half a year. Um, somehow it didn't work, went very well. So um, anyhow, my brother, who is also a guitarist, he was studying guitar at the time, and he started to teach me about the guitar. And I became much more interested in the guitar than the, and the mandolin. Oh. So after half a year, I switched and I started to study guitar. It was a normal music school for children. I was like seven, three years there. And then we moved to Mexico City again, um, original from Mexico City. Um, and we started to study with my brother also. And the... Uh, Conservatorio Nacional de Musica. That's uh, one of the big schools for music in Mexico. Mm -hmm. I studied there uh, for four years with Fernando Cruz, who unfortunately passed away a couple of years ago. But he was a very important person because he 
he starts somehow to know the situation to to invite my parents to send us abroad and that's what we did when i was 16 years old i went to spain with my brother again and we went to alicante it was in um south spanian and we were um studying there during three years um it was a very nice time for me i got many many good friends that i'm still keeping since daytime and then i continued to study in madrid with one very important person for me it was uh, gerardo arriaga he's also mexican and uh, musician guitarist also specialist for early and contemporary music musicologists a very very important person in my in my formation and then life so go on so i wanted to continue my studies and i i heard about uh, oscar gilliam which is one of the most renowned uh, students of uh, andres segovia he's coming from this school and i went there i put my take my chances and i did pass the entrance examination and I had the honor to study with him three years as a guitarist still. I was classical guitarist. I was really looking for that, you know, competitions, you know, these big standards. Um, but in Basel, is the movement of early music is very, very tough, very important. Um, and then when I was here, I started to know this world which is kind of different and i became in love uh, with this with this music with this art of making music so when i finished my my studies with the guitar then i start the studies with hopkins and smith mm-hmm. and i have been studying with him during five years and that's actually what i became i i am now an early plucking instrument player yeah. more than a guitarist but of course guitar is also there right right and you have played and recorded on a very special guitar the sabionari would you explain a little bit about this instrument and you know how did you get the opportunity to play this very special guitar and i have to tell you as a little side note um i have been using your um vice recording or, or no vise recording Say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. On Sunday Baroque for, you know, for a few years and went on a okay. Sunday Baroque trip to Cremona with some listeners. And we were walking by and there's the Sabionari guitar in the case yeah. in the museum. <laughs> and I have yeah. to know how it is that you were. Do they know that you took that out of the museum to play it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know. Sometimes there is this serendipity in life, you know, and you never know why is where some opportunities are coming. And it was, um, um, I was playing a festival here in Basel. Um, 
There are two lead makers, uh, Lutias. They are specialized for restoring instruments, and they were invited to hold a conference about the restorations they did. Mm -hmm. And I was playing the same festival, so we met each other. They heard my concert. I went to the conference, um, and I had a guitar at that moment. Uh, a nice early romantic guitar I want to be repaired. So I stay, I stay in touch with them and I say, look, I would like to give you the guitar. Maybe you can give me some advice. Maybe you can repair it. So they invite me to the hotel and we were drinking some wine and we were talking about these nice instruments, early instruments, which I have been interested in many years already. Um, after a couple of months, they told me, look, we have a project, we have a big project, um, and we need somebody who can play baroque guitar. And there is not like a bunch of um, baroque players. But in, if you are interested, we can take your guitar, we repair it. And when you come, you can play this guitar we are going to repair, and you can give us your advice. And I say, of course, no problem, of course. What are we talking about? And they took a photos from the project they were doing, and it was this Savionari guitar by Stradivari. And my face was <laughs> really surprised. Yeah. Um, because I have to admit myself, I didn't knew really that Stradivari was doing guitar. You know, yeah. it's not like everybody knows Stradivari, but nobody. Almost nobody knows that he was doing guitars, harps, uh, mandolins, etc. They were doing more instruments. Um, and the fact is, this guitar is the only guitar which is actually playable. There are another five exemplars, probably six now, but uh, for sure five guitars made by Stradivarius who may survive all that time. But this one, the Savionari, is the only one which is actually repaired to be playable. Mm -hmm. And it was repair at that time. It was, I think, 2012 or 11. Mm -hmm. um, it was actually the first time we were hearing a real Stradivari guitar sound. Mm -hmm. And I was there. I it was kind of lucky. So when they finished it, um, they told me there is. They asked us to make a conference, a whole conference, and I would. We would love you come and play some. And I say yes, <laughs> which was not that easy, but um, <laughs> it was actually very nice. So I played the Stradivari guitar for first times in, in since I don't know how many years, two hundred years, I don't know, whatever. Wow. Um, Anyhow, um, is there when I met the guy who owns the guitar, the owner of the guitar. He's, uh, now he became a very good friend of mine, uh, Roberto Dominichini. He's living in, in Italy. He's um, in possession of his family since many years, but he was a guy who was really looking to, to make it sound. And it's actually, we will have to thank him to he take this courage to, to do that. And yeah, so I, that was it. 
And I had a project to make this recording from Robert Evisen. Mm -hmm. I was thinking to do it with another original instrument. I was already, or I had almost everything arranged for that. But when I had the possibility to do that with Savinari, I took the chance and finally, yeah. so went. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So who do you know? Does anyone know who would have potentially played the Sabionari guitar in its, you know, in its day or over its lifetime? You know, like with violins, for example, we often know which musician would have played a particular instrument and who would have owned it over over time. Do we know anything about this one? Um, yeah, there's some research about that. Um, the Sabionari guitar took his name from the... Um, we know there was Sabionari guy who, who was on this guitar and that's why this Sabinari guitar takes his, his name mm -hmm. um, but unfortunately we really don't know from who passes really from Stradivari Atelier is, uh, there is some, some holes there so we cannot really full follow the history of the guitar mm -hmm. um, what I can assure you is this guitar was um both for this Dominichini family since almost 90 years now, I think. Mm -hmm. So it's an, at least 90 years there in in Italy, in North Italy. Mm -hmm. um, Salinari was for sure one of the owners of the guitar. Mm -hmm. What we know is that all these instruments, or many of these instruments, they suffer... Um, some changes in the structure mm. um so they cut the the neck and they they transform the guitar into a romantic period instrument mm -hmm. which is six single strings mm -hmm. instead of five double strings right. that's the original form from Stradivari mm. um this was uh, the doing by um Lutia named Marconcini mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it was common at the time, but, uh, well, it's unfortunately that, but um, now it's restored in the original, in the original uh, shape that Stradivari thought. Mm -hmm. um, they even took many of the barrage uh, from the, from the, um, from the top and everything. So it's really quite close to the instrument that Stradivari made himself. Mm. Mm -hmm. I will say. And so, as you said, you were sort of um, in the process or in the planning stages of recording uh, music by Robert de Vizet. Who, who was he and, and what is special about his music that you wanted to record it? And, you know, and how fortunate that you were able to see it through with this special guitar. But clearly this music was special to you as well. Yeah, yeah. Robert de Vizet is one of the big composers for lute and he was writing actually for lute, for turbo, and for baroque guitar. He has uh, not every composer at that time did it for the three instruments he did. Um, he was working for Louis XIV, the, the king of France, and he was one of his um, very important musicians there. Mm -hmm. They say that he was one of the the chosen one who was allowed to play in his private chamber. Oh. <laughs> so his music is very is delightful. It's such such um, 
elegance there um, is very much, of course, into the French flavor at uh, the time. Um, he, for me, he condensed somehow uh, many of the um, early composers who preceded him, mm-hmm. like um, uh, Galot or uh, Gautier. Mm-hmm. And was probably one of the last generation who was really working into into that style. Mm-hmm. And he has um, two books for guitar who are edited in Paris, but also some manuscripts. And that's one of the music I'm playing to. For example, one of the suites I'm playing from the manuscript, they are not edited as, as that. Mm-hmm. But um, I thought it will be... Um, a very nice repertoire to do with the baroque guitar. There is some recordings from Robert Debussy, mostly of them doing by the lute or turbo, sometimes baroque guitar, sometimes combined. Mm-hmm. But there are not many CDs for just dedicated for baroque guitar music from Robert Debussy. So that's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And also some suites which are normally not playable, like the, the one in Scordatura, for example. Uh-huh. So you have a, a new recording now, too, a 2021 recording, uh, Navigating Foreign Waters. Would you talk yes. a little about this project and also your two collaborators on this recording? Yes. I talk about my two collaborators in this program first. Uh, I had really the chance to work with these guys. They are amazing musicians. This, it was pleasure from one zero to to the end and we are hoping to hold many concerts with this program because it's i think it's for me one of the things that i better did in my life (laughs) so and these two guys are um well maria cristina kier is a very well-known singer she's sung um everywhere and with everybody as a very well-known singer and she's just gorgeous amazing voice um, of course, she's singing in Spanish, which is perfect for her because she's original from Argentina. Um, and Roberto Koch is not very well known in the early music scene because he's not actually from early music scene. So he's a um, jazz player, actually. Oh. Yeah, he, he is. Um, but he's coming from Venezuela. Mm-hmm. And he played a lot of Joropo music. And this Joropo music is very close to the Son Jarocho, what, what we are doing. Mm-hmm. And all this music in Latin America are based somehow in the Spanish Baroque music mm-hmm. that the Spaniards um, take to Mexico and all Latin America. Mm-hmm. That's why we are doing this project. This project is a crossover between Mexican folk music, Son Jarocho, and the original sources for Baroque guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, I really wanted to, to do this project because there are some people who already made that already many years ago in Mexico and other countries, also big names like Jordi Saval, Cristina Plujar, etc. And they did amazing works with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to do a different approach about that. And the approach we were looking for, I was looking for, is to play contemporary, at the same time, 
the um, Mexican folk songs, which is Maria Cristina Clear singing. And I am playing at the, at the same time the original sources for Baroque there. Mm -hmm. So I'm almost playing 100% what Santiago de Murcia or Gaspar Sanz wrote 300 years ago and more. And she's singing actually a Mexican folk music that you can hear today in Mexico. Ah. All this needs a lot of arrangement, arrangements. And it took me a lot of time to do it that, a lot of effort. But I think it's, it, it was worth it. Yeah. I'm happy about that. Yeah, so yeah. that's what we are doing. Yeah, it's beautiful. And do you all, you play the Sabianari guitar on this one too, don't you? Do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. yeah, yeah. yeah I am. This is, yeah, I'm very happy. This is like another normal music that uh, worth maybe taught for this instrument. Yeah. But I think it's working very well. Yeah. It's, um, Roberto Koch is playing a collagione, which is um, maybe continuous instrument from Italy. Mm -hmm. It's like four bass strings. It's, we can compare like uh, Ibis, Ibis. It's something like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but from the Baroque period. Yeah. Um, he's improvising all the lines he's playing. He now doesn't have any, any note written. Mm -hmm. So he's improvising the whole time. Which makes much difficult to to cut when you have a recording because he's doing always different way. Yeah, yeah. So maybe there we have big tracks like no cutting almost there, um, but it was really nice. And I am playing the sources on the Savinara guitar, and Maria Cristina is with her voice there. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow! It is beautiful. Um... So it's so such an imaginative programming and beautiful playing and, and performing, of course. What kind of future projects do you have? What what else is on your wish list or on your planning schedule? Um, I'm now really looking into one special project for me. It's also um, kind of a special. Um, I want to play the Boccherini Quintets. Oh which is actually well known and many people did that already. But I'm looking to something different. Um, first thing is I, we know that at the time that Pocarini was working in Madrid, um, there were a kind of guitar, which is between the Baroque guitar and the Romantic guitar. Mm -hmm. So we have a guitar with six double strings. Mm -hmm. And these six double strings guitar are kind of rare. Not many people play this kind of guitars. So there are not so many exemplars. Okay. We have some Pages guitar, originals guitars, but we don't have much more there. And almost nobody is playing this guitar because it's just really a short time in short period in, 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 in some place. Mm -hmm. And, but Boccherini was there for doing that. And so I let build some guitar for that. So I have the instrument now with me, <laughs> finally, and I am working on that. So I want to do this recorder, recording, but not just that. It's also Boccherini wrote these quintets for his um, uh, mentor. He was 
mesen he was he was uh, paying him to play to make to make some music for guitar mm -hmm. so he did some arrangements from music that he already wrote before like mm -hmm. some, for example a uh, string quartet and and forte piano and he arranged for guitar, but the, the arrangements in my taste is kind of weird, but because the guitars take the role not of the solis, but accompaniment, and yeah. and it makes the the whole quintet sometimes is I'm not that satisfied with that. Mm -hmm. So what I'm doing is I'm taking the the original scores that Boccherini wrote, and I'm playing the part where he, which he wrote for forte piano which is much more tough, much more difficult, much more virtuosistic, but I am trying to do that. And this on this guitar, which is what it was at the time there. Oh. Well, I look forward to hearing that. That'll be, that'll <laughs> yeah. be lovely. I have been speaking with Krishna Sol Jimenez, an expert in historical plucked instruments, a prize-winning performer and a teacher. Thank you so very much. This was lovely. Thank you, too. Thank you for the invitation. And it's very nice. I'm really happy to. Del 